Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Flip a Coin Podcast. I'm finally back from my hiatus. Today is April 2nd, not April 1st, not April Fool's. Hope everyone had a great March. I had a great March. March Madness was here. We had all-star games. We had trades. We had the Nets looking like the looking like the Yankees. Listen, man, we got a lot to talk about over the past couple of weeks. I've been on a hiatus. I'll explain that a little bit uh, in the podcast later on. But right now, topics-wise, we're going we're, we're looking at a lot of stuff today from all the way from NFL drafts all the way up to um, Justin Fields and the media, how they portray uh, quarterbacks. Uh, and also, we're going to be talking about some politics involved as well. But that's gonna be at the end. So if you don't like the if you don't like the policies, you can always stop listening. Even though I would love to hear, I would love for you guys to hear my full opinions on everything. Um, and then also we're gonna be talking about um, KD versus Michael Rappaport, the battle, the 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 entanglement that we have between those guys. So let's get back to business. First off, just want to say shout out to everybody who has been supporting me over the past couple of weeks or months since I've been doing this. Um, just want to say that over the past couple of weeks, I've been um, on like not a vacation, but I've been with my girl, haven't seen her in a, in a long time. So I just wanted to push the podcast to the side and give her my full attention. I hope people understand that. Uh, so that's where I was at, man. You know, love is loves, you know, and you just got to do what you got to do sometimes. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back. Happy to be talking about sports. Um, we're also going to talk about some women's sports as well. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to talk about, man, because I think that sports overall has been, uh, all around success, you know, with, with COVID finally coming, 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 um, going away, I guess you could say, uh, vaccines here. I have not gotten the vaccine yet. Uh, I'm just, but I'm just glad to be talking about sports now, you know, I just really am and. You know, all the other stuff can just shy away. Uh, but first things first, uh, Lakers are having some issues. Uh, you know, LeBron James is hurt. Uh, AD's hurt. Um, Andre German just just played a first game. He injured his toe. Uh, Kyle Kuzma is not the best player. Um, and also, is Tatum on the same level as Ingram? Is Ingram better than Tatum? I remember last year we had a we had a debate. Everybody was saying, oh, no, Tatum's way better than Ingram. Me and me and a couple of guys that I know were always on the Ingram boat. I'm still on the Ingram boat. So we may dive into that. Um, but I mean, just just at a just in general, let's get down to business. Let's get down to the NFL. Needy greedy. NFL draft is April 29th, I want to say. Fact check me, flip a coin, you know what it is. But um I think it's April 29th, I want to say. Um, where we see who gets drafted. Um, so far, we've seen everything from um, Justin Fields going third, Justin Fields going 11, and I've seen Justin Fields at 15 at, 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 in one mock draft. So, you know, it's just one of those things where the hype dies down, the hype goes up, you know. April is the hype month. April is the hype month because you don't know what teams are going to do. Teams are getting edgy. Scouts are getting edgy. Media people don't want to be wrong in their picks, um, even though they, they're always wrong. But, um, you know, um, Mac Jones stock is going up. Um, it's just a lot of craziness going on. And, and you watch the pro days from, from Justin Fields to Trevor Lawrence to Zach Wilson. First off, let me start with Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a, 
a talented quarterback in the NFL. Um, however, I do question his 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 love for the game, and I'm not sure why most were why more people aren't. Um, he really brings a nonchalant attitude to the football field. Um, he's a very competitive person. However, um, there are times where I feel like he can get more out of his team, and he does not get the best uh, from his teammates um, and from his uh, players that he's passing the ball to. Um, and it's just his his he's the most accurate quarterback in the in the draft. That's like n- not a debate. There's no debate around it. He's the most accurate quarterback in the in the draft. Um, but accuracy is not everything. He can the the positive sides about. Um, Trevor Lawrence is that he is accurate and he can move around in the pocket. He can get out of the pocket. However, you gotta have the you you gotta have the intangibles to to be a leader of a team. And I do question whether or not he has those intangibles um, when it comes to the motivation side of it. Uh, more m- much like Carson Wentz has all the talent, uh, has all the you know the capabilities of being a great player, but he doesn't have that leadership. Um, you know, tenacity, you know, he lost the leadership tenacity or maybe he never got, had it at all. Um, so I do question that. Uh, personally, I just don't think that Trevor Lawrence would be a good fit in a place like the Jets just because I think he needs success around him in order for him to succeed. And I don't see him turning a franchise from a good, I'm sorry, from a bad spot to a great spot. I don't see that. Um, and that concerns me. You know, we had, remember, in, I think it was 98 or 99, um, 99, it was 99 draft, Tim Couch came out, uh, got drafted by the Browns, everybody thought Tim Couch was going to bring him out, you know, of the, of, of the, 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 the brown bag zone with the fans of, of just the horrible um, 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 history that the Browns had had. Um, and it, it didn't happen. You know, Tim Couch was, was, was a bust. Um, same thing with, you know, Ryan Leaf. Same thing uh, with many other quarterbacks um, in the past years. But I will say this. Um, he has the potential to have an Andrew Luck impact. He has the potential to have a Carson Wentz. I'm sorry, um, a uh, Peyton Manning impact. I just don't think that the Jets would be a right fit for him. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Jets or the Jaguars would be the right fit for him. Just because the Jaguars don't know how to win. I've been saying the Jets, but I meant the Jaguars. The Jaguars don't know how to win at all. And Urban Meyer, he's new to the NFL. He doesn't know how to win in the NFL. He won in college, but winning in college is a lot harder. I'm sorry, winning in college is a lot easier to do uh, than, than in the NFL. Ask Nick Saban. You know what I'm saying? That's the reason why Nick Saban has not even thought about going back to the NFL. He's dominating college football. Why would he leave? Because he's dominating it. Urban Meyer wants another challenge. He has another challenge. He knows football. He knows how to talk to guys. He's a horrible person. Um, he's a well, horrible read of character. I shouldn't say horrible person. All right, let me uh, scratch that. He's a horrible read of character. So, but at the end of the day, man, if if he can bring success to Jacksonville, then that's going to be something that I think um, Trevor Lawrence can can uh, build on. But if there's no success success around him. Because, yeah, look at it. You know, DJ Chark, he doesn't know how to win in the NFL. D.D. Westbrook. Uh, who else? I think they got Marvin Jones. I want to say they got Marvin Jones. But even if they did, did get Marvin Jones, he's a he's a veteran who's never won. He's always been on a losing end of, of, of teams, even with the Bengals, with the Lions. He doesn't have that winning culture in him. There's no player on the Jaguars that I can think of that, that could bring some type of winning environment uh, or winning culture to the team. And that's the thing that concerns me with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, he went to a perfect scenario in Clemson, got there, freshman, balled out, sophomore year, balled out. Uh, but he went to a success. He, he, he had a, 
a successor of, of Deshaun Watson, who is Trevor Lawrence taking upon the keys from? Um, you guys want to say his name? Forgot the guy's name. Uh, Minshew, uh, uh, Minshew, whatever his name is, Minshew Magic. Like, come on, really? Blake Bortles, you know, no disrespect to Blake Bortles. You were good in fantasy, a couple games, got 30, 40, 50 points sometimes, but you know, you're no, <laughs> you're no Deshaun Watson. Um, which brings me to Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson has been facing a lot of harassment claims, a lot of lawsuit claims. Listen, I don't know if they're true or not, but if a woman says you did something to her, chances are, or I'm sorry, if 20 women said you did something to them, chances are you did something to at least one of them, and that's going to bite Deshaun Watson in the butt. I don't know how Deshaun Watson's going to gonna get rid of all these scandals. I don't know who he has to pay off. I don't know what he has to pay off. I don't know. What he has to do, but Sean Watson needs to get rid of these scandals. Otherwise, he's going to be in Houston, and he's not going to be on the Texans. He's just going to be in Houston under the bridge with a help me sign. Please, help me sign. Sign me, please. You know, he, he, this, is the, this is the type of, you know, movement that we, that we see. Um, and um, we saw it last year with the Redskins. Redskins even changed their name after, after all these, you know, lawsuits and harassments came out um, about them trying to change their image. Um, and you know, it just, Dan Snyder took the bullet. However, he's still reaping the consequences of his actions. And although Dan Snyder isn't out the league, um, he still is, is, is the owner of the league. Deshaun Watson is, is a black quarterback and he's a quarterback. He's no owner of the team. So, I mean, as, as, as powerful as the quarterbacks are in today's leagues, he's not the owner. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, the other quarterback I wanted to talk about was Justin Fields. His his pro day was actually pretty good, in my opinion. He's my favorite quarterback in this draft. I think he has the best uh, potential to be a superstar. The guy runs a four four six four, about two thirty two two thirty five. I mean, he's a he, he's a he's a receiver, but a quarterback with a strong arm. You know, I remember when Terrell Pryor came into the league. Uh, he, you know, same, you know, similar skill set, uh, four, six, I'm sorry, four, four, six, six. He was about like two, I think two thirty, two forty. 240, um, at his size, uh, which was kind of small for his size. Uh, but nonetheless, he was, he was a good quarterback. He wasn't accurate. Justin Fields is an accurate passer. His deep throwing capability is probably the best, in my opinion, in this draft. I think it's better than Zach Wilson. I think it's better than Trey Lance. I think it's better than Mac Jones. Mac Jones needs good players surrounding him. And that's my only concern with Mac Jones. But I'll get to that in a couple seconds, or a couple minutes. Um, Justin Fields, to me, has the most potential. He's electrifying on the field. He can scramble outside the pocket. He can throw on the run. He's, he's played through broken ribs. There, there are many people questioning his, his, his work ethic, questioning his, um, his, his love for the game, questioning whether he will, will, will uh, succeed in the league with so many expectations. This man played with the broker ribs. He was one of the main people. He was the main person at the at the totem pole that that led the fight to to for the Big Ten to play uh, college football this year. He's the reason why football even was around this year. You know, Trevor Lawrence does take the most of the most of the knack for it. Um, but Justin Fields was the front runner on that on that action, and, and I think people are forgetting about that. Justin Fields has shown leadership. He's shown everything that you want in a quarterback leading a franchise. And the doubt that he's receiving, I don't know why he's receiving the doubt. I do know why, but I don't really want to say it 
just because I don't want to bring race into the situation. I don't like that. I don't. I don't like think blaming everything on race because everything does not involve race. However, this situation does involve race. There's been things that like people scouts have been saying like, oh, he doesn't understand the game. Oh, will he? Will he be able to read the playbook correctly? Will he be able to learn a playbook like Kyle Shanahan's complex offense? Like, like things like that are like stereotypical and they're kind of annoying and they're kind of frightening and they're and they're concerning because we've had we have about. We got a lot of black quarterbacks in the NFL. We got too many for me to name, but I can list them off. We got Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. We got um, Cam Newton. Uh, we got uh, Kyle, Kyler Murray. We got um, who else we got? Bills, Browns, Cardinals, said Kyler Murray. Chiefs, Mahomes. We got Dak Prescott. We got um, Cowboys, Eagles, Falcons, Jaguars, Giants, Jets, Colts. I'm sorry, Jets. Um, Lions. We got a, that's the six black quarterbacks on top of my head I can think of, and we got plenty of more in the NFL. Um, so when it comes to and those are, I mean, those are top ten players in the league, not not quarterbacks, top ten players in the league. So when you are concerned whether or not this guy can do this, don't bring. I don't like, you know, using his race. I mean, and they're not doing this obviously. Uh, you know, saying it point blank, but they are saying it nonetheless. And these are things that have been said about black quarterbacks in the past, and I just don't like it. But in my opinion, you know, forgetting about all that, Justin Fields is the best quarterback in this draft. He's the guy that needs to go number one. He's the guy that can turn a bad situation into a great situation. He has all the intangibles that need that is needed. He does need a little bit of coaching on his footwork, but why draft a guy that you can't coach? Draft the guy that's able to listen. Draft the guy that's able to learn. Draft the guy that won't cry like Carson Wentz. That won't feel like he's entitled like Carson Wentz, right? So don't 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 do that. Um, don't do that at all. Um, but I digress. Um, let's get into um, Mac Jones, um, and then we'll get into a little bit of Zach Wilson, and then after Zach Wilson, uh, we'll get in a little bit of um, of um, NBA talk. So yeah. So um, concerning uh, Zach Wilson. Um, I don't really like Zach Wilson's play style. Um, I, I do like his throwing ability. Um, he reminds me a lot of like Johnny Manziel when Johnny Manziel was in um, was at Texas A&M. And I don't know why people don't compare him to that a little bit more often. Uh, my only concern is that he doesn't like move around uh, very well um, around the pocket. Um, and, 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 and he didn't really play that many talented uh, defenses last year, and the best defense he did play last year was Coastal Carolina, and we all saw that game. They were scared to even give Zach Wilson the the ball to throw, and I think it was more of a coaching, coaching decision. I think Zach Wilson's a true a true competitor. I think he wanted to throw the ball, but the the, the coach was like, "Ah, oh, no, let's just run the ball. Let's 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 chuck it. Let's chuck it short. Look at the body here real fast because I don't want you getting hurt. You're my you're you're my you're my number one pick overall. You're gonna be a first round pick, and I don't need you getting injured and 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 and, and making my coaching job look bad. So I mean, coaches think about that stuff because you you want people to come to your school. So you can say, "Hey, I got I I I just got a first round pick. I mean, I I got a top five pick." Um, 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 uh, um, uh, from from my school, all right? Why wouldn't you want to be a quarterback here, a five-star recruit? We just did it with Zach Wilson. Why can't you do it? 
you know? So, so, so when, when coaching is controlling your players, controlling the, the, what the player is able to do, it kind of limits what the player's impact is on the game. And that's the reason why I didn't, I didn't like that Coastal Carolina game. I don't really like using it as a, as a crutch to explain my, weak, my weaknesses for Zach Wilson. However, that was his worst game that he had played uh, this past season. And um, he didn't really look at, like, like a number one pick overall or like a first-round pick overall. So uh, Zach Wilson, is, he's going to be a good pro. Um, I think he is I – I just don't know. The jury's still out for him. I mean, I mean, I see guys about his size like Baker Mayfield in the league still running around, still doing things. And Baker Mayfield has made a lot of improvements. But what, and, and, and this is what people disrespect Baker Mayfield on. He is willing to learn, willing to listen, willing to be coached. Is Zach Wilson in, is that same person? Is he willing to be listening? Is he willing to get coached? Baker Mayfield has made a lot of improvements over the past couple of years. He went from throwing the ball a lot of times to handing the ball off this year and to winning, being a game manager, being a player, I mean, being a quarterback that can, that can throw the ball around and hit everyone. He was... Fantastic this year, Baker Mayfield. I got no hate for him this year because he 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 proved a lot of people wrong, including myself. I didn't think he could he could play like this. And back up back against the wall, the man always always performed. He was a walk on to Oklahoma. You know the there was many guys saying that he 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 wouldn't live up to the hype uh, when he got drafted, and he did. And shout out to Baker, man. If you listen to this, if you ever do listen to this, shout out to you. Um, but Mac Jones. Um, he, I don't really like talking about the guy. He's just a boring person to talk about. And that's, like, not a hate or anything. I just don't like the guy. Like, like he's a good quarterback. But, like, watching Alabama last year, I'm like, okay, hand the ball to Najee Harris or pass the ball to Devontae Smith or, uh, or Waddle, like, or, or Jalen Waddle, you know? You know, just do that, you know? Like, I, didn't, I, I, I don't want him throwing the ball, running around, because he can't do that. He doesn't have that capability. And um, he has a lot of limitations on his game. Um, that I think um, needs to be fixed. Uh, he has, and that's why I don't understand how he's how, how people are saying he'll be a top five, top ten pick. Like he has a lot of things wrong with his game. Footwork um, is 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 top notch. I will say that his footwork is. He's a way. I think, in my opinion, he's way better prepared than Tua was. But I didn't think Tua last year was worth the top five, top six, top ten pick. I said that I I, I got I got records saying that. You know, if you want to hear, if you want to see it. I'll be glad to send it to you, but I said it last year. Tua was not a worth the top ten pick. He's just not worth it. You know, he didn't have. He, I didn't see anything from Tua's game that made me think, "Oh my God, this guy is going to be a superstar." Like Herbert, I saw that. I was like Herbert. I was like, "This guy's going to be a superstar." His sophomore year, I knew it. Like I knew it. This guy was going to be legit in the league. Now I didn't see him doing it this fast last year, like he did. But nonetheless, I still saw it in him. Um, and. Um, I don't see that Mac. I don't see that from Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones will have a better career than Tua, though. Um, and um, I think whether or not Mac Jones will be a backup or whether whether or not he'll be a game manager, um, I think if you put a good team around him, you know, surround him with a lot of talent, like a Vikings team, like if the Vikings traded up to draft him and Kirk Cousins like goes down with an injury or Kirk Cousins gets hurt, I think he succeeded in, in a situation like that in Minnesota because he has Dalvin Cook. You know, not a great offensive line, but a, but a good enough offensive line to get the job done. And then he has Justin Jefferson, Allen Thielen, and I'm sure the Minnesota uh, the Vikings are going to draft another receiver. So, I mean, with that being said, I think Minnesota would be a perfect fit for him if I could see any fit. But I don't, I just don't see Minnesota trading up to get him. Um, but I mean, maybe they do. But if, if Matt Jones goes to a place like Minnesota, or I mean, even a place like, I mean. 
Pittsburgh, you know, it, it, it could be a good spot for him because there's good talent around him, right? But my only thing is you need a good offensive guy to to, to be able to coach him. Um, and, and and let's just switch topics to to KD versus um, um, uh, what's his name, Michael Rappaport. So, uh, you guys, I mean, if you guys haven't, Michael Rappaport and KD went back and forth at it on screen um, uh, on Instagram. Um, KD didn't really answer Charles Beckley's question because it was a dumb question. KD says, and he said he uses all these, which the um, he uses all these 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 derogatory terms. I don't like the word homophobic stuff because it wasn't really homophobic about it. Nothing was. He did use words that have been um, um, coined with that term, I guess. So I guess in that regard, it, or in that aspect, it is homophobic. But in my opinion, homophobia—I mean, homophobic—is like being scared of a homophobic. And I, I understand that 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 that, that people don't use it for that, but. Is just to me that's how I view it. So, um, with that being said, I don't, I didn't see an issue with what KD said. Um, I see an issue with more back of report. Like, why are you gonna snitch on the dude that you know that you are cool with? Apparently, right? They've done like shows together. They've, they, you know, um, I got there's there's there's, there's pictures of report like sitting at uh, the the Nets game with the. Um, uh, KD jersey on, so like I don't know where this came from. That Michael Rapport felt that he had to um, take a screenshot of what KD said. Uh, but my thing is, man, like KD, like bro, like why is KD? Why does KD entertain so many people? Why does KD have this much time to entertain people on social media? Like to me, like like me. Like, there are days where I can't go on social media because I'm, I'm so busy. Or I'll make it on social media for, like, two minutes out of the day. Like, there are days, like, like I had, I deleted my Twitter account because it was, it was um, too, uh, too distracting. So, I just, I just deleted it. So, there are, like, I, I, I don't even use Twitter now. I mean, I see stuff on Twitter that people send me, but I don't use Twitter now. Uh, but, like, to post or, or anything like that. But, um, like... Where does KD find this time to do this? And then, like me as a as an NBA viewer, I'm like, okay, okay, KD, bro, I get it, bro. Like you tore your Achilles two years ago, you had a gruesome injury, but like, why do you have so much time to be on social media and not enough time to rehab your to whatever is wrong with you? I don't know you haven't played like in two months. I don't know what's wrong with you. You're supposed to be out after All Star break, and then all of a sudden this stretches on to now you can't play for the rest of the season. I guess I have no idea, but. Regardless, where does KD find all this time to not play basketball and tweet at people or Instagram message people? KD, get a life, bro. Like, stop responding to these people. I get, I get it. You and Michael Rapport are cool, but Michael Rapport is a lame. He was doing all that stuff to get you to say that, and then he wanted to click because he's probably trash at his podcast. I don't know, but Michael Rapport, you're a pig for doing that for. For, for views, but I'm a podcast guy, so I can definitely see where he's coming from. Like, of course, I want to hear what Michael Parapport has to say about the situation now, right? So I listened to his podcast and I heard it, and he was all like talking about how Katie talked about his wife. That's when he like pushed the limit. But 
I mean, Katie really didn't talk about his wife. He just said that his wife probably thinks that you a dumbass or whatever. That's what he said. That's not really saying anything about his wife. And that's the thing that people really, really get, really got to like, 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 stop being so sensitive. Like, I get it. I, I would see if he called your wife a B word or if he said your wife was like doing something to her, to, to him, or if he used your wife's name in a bad you know, way, but he didn't say anything about your wife personally at all. And it was pretty sensitive of Rappaport to, to get mad at, at KD for saying that. It really is. But, I mean, with that being said, Michael Rappaport could have told KD to do that to get views for his podcast. Because I thought KD and Michael Rappaport were cool. Um, and I could probably see them working with each other again. So... I don't know, man. This whole this whole NBA thing is is kind of like it's kind of frustrating. But I digress. So March Madness is here. Uh, Final fours are out. Let's talk about the women's basketball real quick. We got Stanford versus South Carolina today, um, and I really like Stanford in this game. Shout out to the women's playing basketball this year. You guys have been really fun to watch over the past two three seasons. I've been I've been I've been watching more and more college basketball uh, for women's our women's college basketball and. I will say this. Stanford has been one of my favorite teams to watch during this tournament. They're fun to watch. They pass the ball. They don't miss layups. And <laughs> they, they, they know how to play good defense. And they know how to play. They know how to pick, switch the tempo. They, they, play, they play really well together. Uh, they, got, they, they, they got this freshman on the team that's really good. She's from San Jose. Forget her name. Um, but they also have, um, um, what's his name's sister? Um, Russell Wilson's sister, who's really good. Uh, they got Keanu Williams. She's a baller. Haley Jones is the girl from San Jose. Um, and then they got some other players too. But, I mean, these are players that I think um, are going to do really good things in, in, in the next couple of years. And WNBA is going gonna, is gonna to be more fun to watch in the next couple of years. It's, it really is because these girls are getting way more better. I mean, I mean way better. Um, we got Caitlin Clark from Iowa who she'll drop. She can pull up from 30. I kid you not. She can pull up from 30. And and and, and 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 hit the shot. And then you got Paige Becker from UConn, and I think Paige Becker is going to be another dominant player in the WNBA. She could play in the league right now. Her and Caitlin Clark, two freshmen, two dominant players. Hopefully, both of them stay for four years. If not, I watch them in the WNBA. I will. I will for sure. They they got a fan in me forever. Uh, but I think Stanford's going to take that one. I think UConn's going to going to going to dominate against Arizona. Um, Arizona's done a great job. Made their first Final Four. Shout out to the black coach. Forget her name. Um, if I can find it, uh, let me get her name real quick. Let me let me shout her out real quick because this she's the, this is the first you uh, Arizona team to uh, make the Final Four for women's basketball um, in uh, in 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 the history. Um, what is the coaches of the? Um... Hey Siri. Yeah, I'll, I'll find the name of her and uh, and 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 I'll mention her because this is uh, that's 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 pretty important. But yeah, so I think um, they have a great, uh, great, great, great team. Uh, they play uh, great um, um, defense. Uh, Adia Barn, that's her name. Yeah, forget Adia Barn, that's her name. But yeah, so they they do play good defense. Um, I just don't think they have the the offense to score with UConn, and that's gonna be the biggest thing. Um, UConn's gonna dominate this game. Um, I, I see UConn winning by 20, 30 points. Um, and this is a great run for the Pac twelve uh, for women's sports. Uh, but ends 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 now ends now, uh, and then let's get, let's get to the guys. Uh, we have I feel like I feel like I haven't seen a basketball calls game in a while. So 
the guys, um, it's Baylor against Houston, and then we got UCLA against Gonzaga. UCLA is 14-point underdogs against Gonzaga. 14-point underdogs against Gonzaga. That's crazy. Um, Baylor and Houston, uh, number one and number two. I think Baylor dominates this game. I think Gonzaga dominates that game as well. But at the end of the day, this is March Madness, so no one knows what's going to happen. I can see UCLA winning the game. Not, I don't see that happening. But Baylor for sure is going to dominate the game. Baylor has better offense. They have, in my opinion, better defense. It's going to be a, it's going to be a close game, though. I can see it going down to the stretch. I can see Baylor winning 76, 72, something like that. But if Houston can shoot like they shot against um, who they passed, play last, uh, USC, then they might, they, they have a shot. But if they can't make no threes like they did, then they're getting blown out. Uh, but yeah, so that brings, that, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Uh, I'm going to launch this today, try to get this going on. Um, that way you guys can stop um, uh, and and reflect and listen to my podcast for the for the next for the, for this weekend, and I'll be back to your regular schedule programming, a posting a uh, one a week, um, and then I got some guest uh, podcasts that I did over the over the uh, over the uh, break that I'll be posting in the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, so thank you again for tuning in to Flip a Coin Podcast, um, and remember, Lakers twenty twenty one champions.